mask every day. I know what that dark place feels like. And if you've never truly had those thoughts, it sounds like a fairy tale. It sounds like hubbub, but it's not. It's real. And it was real in my life. It's an ongoing another voice in my head. It's just waiting for you to come back to that dark place where it can remind you that you're no good. What's going on, everybody? This is D. Frank. I'm coming back at you tonight with an another episode uh, i want to give a quick shout out to uh, my buddy nevio lustica for coming up on for that two-parter i know that's one of the longest episodes i've done um i think that's how it's probably gonna go whenever i can bring a guest on it i probably tend to talk a little bit we'll probably be able to tend to talk a little bit longer because i feel like we'll have somebody to feed off of and I still want to thank him for being the very first guest. I had a great time recording with him. Man, it was, it was fun bringing, reliving some of our old military days. And, man, it, that was, like we said, that was my first time really just getting to just sit down and just, like, actually have a physical, like, conversation with him in years. And uh, I know getting ready to come around the first week in April, be nine years yeah, no, no, eight years. I'll, I'll, wait, 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 wait. Twenty, this twenty twenty. Yeah, eight years when we first, well, when we first re, uh, when we had went on that deployment and everything together. I had to sit down and think. So, with that being said, I'm about to get ready to tackle a re- real big issue that I had, especially when I first went into the military. Especially since I'm, I didn't had a little bit of time off, and I'm low-key ready to get back on the road and then everybody with this coronavirus stuff going on and and it's just giving me a lot of time to sit back and think about a lot of stuff especially I've been thinking about uh, my time in the military and as you heard from that sound bite that I used to start off this episode man I want to talk about some of the rougher days that I had in the military and and, and yeah, this it's gonna be one of them episodes, man. I'm gonna be sitting here. I'm gonna have to collect my thoughts a little bit, but it's something that's very personal to me, and I feel like right now it will really it can potentially help somebody, out, especially if they're going through things. And I just I feel like it's my due diligence to share my experiences when I was in the military, and that main. That, and let's get right to it, man. The main thing, like with that sound clip when it first came up, man, I, as many of you may know or may not know, uh, I, I, I went into the military April 13th, 2009 on the, yeah, it was a little bit after my mom went through, um, breast cancer for a second time. She, you know, she, um finished all her radiation chemo and all that stuff so I decided to go in and try to help her with her bills until she got disability but a month later May 12th 2009 was on a Tuesday she died she died from complications of breast cancer and everything like that uh and then turn around a month later I was able to graduate a basic training a month after she died, and then I went on to uh, tech school, and I graduated, you know, my tech school, which is my, you know, the firefighter academy, the day before would have been her 57th birthday, and that was uh, 
on a Monday, uh, Monday, October 5th, 2009. And I left Texas to come back home on her birthday, which was October 6th. And for that period of time, it, it didn't really just hit me as hard as it would in the following months because I was just so busy, just was just on the go at that point. Like I didn't really have time to just let everything sit in and it didn't really start bothering me till uh, I got to Colorado and yeah and I referenced that clip that I used to start this first part is you know the the episode man uh with the benefit of hindsight man uh I believe I went through a a lot of depression during that time, man. Because even when I was in tech school, I was trying to trade somebody to get a base that was closer to home. And ironically enough, I ended up spending my last year in the military at that base. So it came around. It just took a little while. So, man, uh, I got to Colorado. Uh, that was in November. I want to say like November 3rd or 4th or 09. And... That's when everything I felt really started to unravel because I wasn't as busy. I'm getting acclimated to a place that I'd never been before. Uh, at that time, I'd never really been somewhere that's, that was that cold. And I was 1,300 miles away from home, give or take. And, you know, just dealing with snow, a mysterious place. Didn't really want to be there. And it was just... I found it hard for me to just really just get acclimated to the place because for one, you know, it, it takes me a while to warm up the people. And then two, I, I, I really just didn't know what the hell was going on. And it was just, I, honestly, I really didn't know what to expect. So, uh, I want to say about a couple months in, that was in November, like in January, I think it, I had my first case of it really just coming down on me, like where it was too much. So I had took some leave in January 20, you know, it's been over 10 years now, but I had took some leave to go back home and it helped a little bit, but I still had to go back and it was just like, What's the best way I was best way I could put it was I was starting to realize I was living in my own personal hell. I wasn't happy. I didn't know how to cope with the loss at the time, man. Um, I really didn't. And then I was in a place that I didn't want to be at. Then they was throwing. I feel like I didn't have any kind of direction at work either. So. Yeah, it was it, it, it was rough. And then I. I really distanced myself as a whole away from a lot of the guys because it, it, it just didn't feel right. Uh, I felt like at the time I didn't have what I really needed to cope. And yeah, I, oh boy. Um, I would say with that situation, man, it was, it, it, it was tough. And this sound clip right here, um, and I got these speeches and just these sound clips. I I was watching um, 
a football life about Brian Dawkins and what he went through during that period of time really it just really opened my eyes to what I was you know with hindsight and right now I could more or less relate to what he was going through at that time so like with this sound clip right here I'll just I'll just let you listen to it I know what that dark place feels like if you've never gone through depression and if you've never truly had those thoughts it sounds like a fairy tale it sounds like hubbub but it's not it's real and it was real in my life it's an ongoing another voice in my head it's just waiting for you to come back to that dark place so it can remind you that you're no good to having that dark place was the pressures of life on the football field and i'm a rookie right trying to learn we just have our first child brian he's crying all the time so we're not really sleeping we're coming up from florida up here we don't have the clothes we don't have any of the things that we need on top of that now my family members they're wanting money and needing money and i didn't know how to say no in the, in the beginning so i was giving too much to them and was not putting things away from myself and my family that was putting strain on me and my wife in our relationship because she saw that i did not recognize it so all that pressure on this young man this young green cat out of jacksonville florida was too much for me going through all of that caused me to contemplate suicide to think about ways because i had a uh, think made, maybe a uh, three or five million dollars insurance policy on myself so i was just trying to find out ways to, to kill myself to make it not look like an accident so she kind of can get the my wife can get the money so that i could i didn't have to deal with this pain anymore he would wait till things build up and then he would just explode and then um it was a time when um he got really upset that we were in an argument and stuff and he just had enough and he ran full speed and hit his head up against the door and i thought he was gone at that point and i just saw him sitting there and was just sitting in the corner um you know squatted down just like uh just done i was miserable inside and then i was dealing with some anger issues as well so depression anger issues, all this stuff bottled up, not releasing stuff. And that was that was not a good recipe. I didn't want to go out go outside. I didn't want to go in the crowds. I didn't want to go. I just wanted to sit in the in, in the house and just do nothing. And um, that's when I got prescribed some medicine. I can't remember what it was um, to uh, to help me through that time. Because, you know, during that time, even when I was taking that medicine, there were still thoughts and there were still it's still the easier way. This medicine is making you feel numb. Why don't you just go the other way and just go ahead and end it all so you'll be done with it all. So I still had a choice to make. And so when I made the choice, I said, you know what, I'm going to, my faith is going to increase or I won't be here anymore. And then with that being said, like at that time, I didn't really, I didn't really know how to deal with it, with what I was going through. I didn't, in Colorado, I, I, I let my upper uh, higher ups and stuff know what I was going through, but I didn't, I didn't feel like uh, at that time I had anybody that I could just talk to and really just tell my situation. And um, and it took a little while, it took a little while, but after you know they they kind of understood where I was coming from. So about a few months later, it started to get a little bit better, you know, with time. And the next thing, you, you know, and then all of a sudden, everything would just, felt like it just, 
just came down all all of a sudden just like everything just just hit me like a ton of bricks like right just right at right there like when one thing felt like it didn't go right then it was just like a terrible domino effect and and once again I'll probably I'll let you listen to this sound clip right here it's all these are going to be from uh, where I pulled from from Brian Dawkins. So this one right here, I, I'll just let you listen to this one, too. And then with that being said, you know, and the more I thought about it, like. Man, the more I thought about it, man, I still I just didn't know how to deal with it. It's it was one of the things with life, man. I that was the first time I ever lost someone that close to me and then it just triggered so much stuff and it was times where I had uh like fast forward we're still in 2010 fast forward to when I had took some leave to go back home um yeah it just it was it was terrible like I didn't really get to enjoy my leave like that because I, I did enjoy my folks for a little while but like halfway through the leave I would just just get this overwhelming just sense of like anger and frustration and then just feeling down like, man, I got to go back. Man, I got to get ready to go back to Colorado. I don't want to go back to this place. I it's so much negativity I experienced, like just just dealing with that situation because I, you know, I've never been in a, in a situation like that before. I didn't know how to seek help. I I will give my credit uh, give credit to this i wouldn't know what what to do without some of the people that i was close to like back at home that really helped me make it through those times because when i look back on it now i yeah i was i, I was real depressed man uh i didn't well i really don't hang around that much people anyway but like at that time i really stayed off to myself i didn't have a car so i didn't really have I didn't really like relying on my other coworkers to take me places and stuff like that outside of work. I didn't like going out. It still wasn't really my thing. I hated going out and hanging out with them as a whole. I definitely hated going to like military required functions and stuff on my day off. Like when they would have like rewards, dinner, awards, dinners, I should say, and stuff and stuff that they pretty much make you voluntold to do on your day off because I was just at a point to where I just wanted to stay off to myself and just try to process this stuff because it would be times like, well, I, I knew I, I, I knew my mom was gone. This, you know, I, I knew she was gone physically, but I, it just, ne I just never had a chance to really just like process everything. And, and being out there, I felt like I never had the what I, I never had a proper way to grieve and just let go and then it didn't really help that when I changed supervisors from uh, my very first one to the one I had to when I left and I felt I never got good vibes from 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 her when even when I first came there and it just got worse over time when she was my supervisor and I really felt that she didn't make the situation any better. If anything, I really, really felt like 
she made it worse and she actually tried to play me for that situ- you know for 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 the situation for what I was going through yeah it was it was terrible it was terrible i had- at that time i w- I will not lie, and I'll sit here and say this. I never knew what legitimate hate felt like until I got to Colorado and was there, especially over a year. So, like, I'll fast forward to 2011. You know, that well, I'm going into 2011 because I think that's right around the time when she became my supervisor. And it just, it never got, it felt like it never really got any better for me because, I was able to take a little bit more leave in 2011. Um, and just some other circumstances, like, well, I, I had a car at the time. So I was starting to come into my own, but I never could just shake that crappy, that shit feeling that I had at the time. And, man, it, it was bad to the point to, like, where I even came home on leave at my brother's wedding. I was, I was miserable as fuck. Because I, you know, that was supposed to be one of the happiest days of my life, you know, being happy for him. And I was miserable because uh, just thinking about just having to go back to that hell I was at in Colorado, like halfway through. And I, I was just irritated. I was, I wasn't happy. And those who really knew me knew I wasn't happy. And I think at that time, I was starting to realize I hated what I was doing. I hated it as a whole. I just didn't. I I feel like I didn't fit in while while, while I was at work, working at. I didn't have any fulfillment on what I was doing. And honestly, the only thing that was really keeping me alive was uh, the people that I knew back at home that that I felt like I was able to comfortably come and talk to. Because, man, if it wasn't for them, and at least having something to live for and knowing what my mom would really want of me, man, I would have probably did something. I'll go ahead and put it like this. You probably won't be hearing me on this podcast right now talking about what I would have did because uh, I've told some people that what I really, uh, yeah, I think I'll probably touch more than that as I get closer to 2012, 2013. So, you know, 2011, you know, goes on as the year goes on. That's when I really started to learn the roots of why I wasn't happy, why I wasn't able to put it, why it would just come back up on me because, like, it seemed like every time of the year, like, because my mom died, you know, at that time she died two days after Mother's Day in 09. And then her birthday is in October, and ironically enough, you know, she died from breast cancer. So it seems like as soon as, like, when I would pull myself out of that hole, you know, October rolls back around, and I go right back into that slump. He fought through the whole time. That was very tough to see someone you've grown to care about to go through that. I have done my share of crime. And, you know, if you allow yourself to put your guard down too far, you're always teetering. That depression is always waiting. Just, yep, come on. You drop down a little bit further. It's always a constant fight. So, man, I 
think it's really because I re- really knew how, what my mom would have wanted from me and how close I was in those last three years she had a life. It was the fact that I think I knew that I wasn't happy. Well, I thought about her, and, you know, and it just got me down like that because it was a way of telling me that I wasn't happy with what I was doing with my life. And it was what I, where I was at at that time was just making me miserable because, man, I did. I ain't going to say I barely wanted to do anything. I just I just hated what I was doing. I just hated where I live. Like the most smallest annoying stuff just got on my nerves. Like you know, like in 2011, it was still in 2011. Like that year, man, I remember seeing the weather back home in Alabama. Like in first week of May, it was like 82, 83 degrees. And I'm up here in Colorado Got dog, we got damn six inches of snow on the ground on May third, and it just just irked me like none other. Like I was just miserable. I just I just hated it. It never got to the point where I wanted to, you know, uh, take that ultimate that, that 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 going to that point of no return. It ain't never got to that point where I really wanted to just kill myself or commit suicide or anything, but. I, I was I was miserable like the only thing I, I I knew no matter what I went through I felt like it someday I was gonna be able to escape this hell I I just knew deep down inside like one day I will be able to it's gonna get better once I leave here so t- 2012 comes around start getting ready for a deployment and. That took my mind off of it for a while, and, you know, I got over that in April, and, you know, going into May, you know, my mom's, that stuff is still fresh on my mind, but it wasn't as bad as it was, like, if it would have been if I was still in Colorado, so, even then, you just got cabin fever over there on that deployment, and by the time I came back, I came back in October 2012, going into 2013. Now, December 2012, that's when I found out I got orders to um, Barksdale Air Force Base down in Louisiana. So it slowly started to turn around for me then. But, uh, yeah, I still had that, 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 that terrible shit supervisor that that I really believe just made my life a living hell. So I got to take a little bit of leave here in, in between from, from like, uh, what was it? I got back in October, took a little bit of leave in October, December. I took a lot of time, about a whole month in January. And they put me up in uh dispatch for about a couple months. And I was up in there on nights by myself. And that really gave me time to just sit there and process everything because I was able to, it just, it, it, it let me knew that I, I felt like I worked it better by, worked better by myself as a whole. If I wasn't around a good crew, the part of the reason I stay off to myself, like when it was downtime, I ain't want to be bothered with folks because I don't like, if I don't, even if I, even if you are good people, I don't mind being around you, but like, if I don't really gel with you like that, I don't want, I don't want to be around you no longer than I have to. And part of the reason I think I'm not a firefighter to this day was because, you know, you basically live with your coworkers more than, you know, if you'd have had a spouse or somebody like that, 
you live with them probably more than you live with your, you know, with your family. And if it's, if you don't like them, on a, it's, it's hell on you, man. You don't, it's bad enough you got to be around when you do, but why would you want to be around somebody you don't like when you don't have, you, you know, when you don't have to? And then not only that, then the mental strains of the, of, you know, of that life, man, uh, you know, responding to calls with, you know, that can, you know, potentially you go out on, you know, you can get, get called out on an emergency and, you know, it's, it's that off chance that you may not ever come back is, or, you know, you just have a, you know, or you just go on that one call that just screws with you so bad mentally that, you know, if you don't go talk to somebody or try to get help, man, you, you just, it just, it just messes, messes with you for the rest of your life. So, you know, come, you know, later going into 2013, they pulled me up out of the dispatch center and I worked, they had to put me back on the floor up until I was getting ready to go. And they had me at the station with her for about a month or two. And it was just pure hell. I couldn't, I hated it. And that's when I really, you know, that's when I really felt like when, when Mother's Day 2013 rolled around, that's when I really, really hit rock bottom because I was at my absolute miserable because Mother's Day 2013 was six years after my mom died. And then it was the first time Mother's Day fell on the same day that she died. And I really, I didn't really, you know, because I used up all my, I ain't going to say all my leave. I used up a good chunk of my leave back in like January. So I didn't, you know, and I was saving my time for when I was getting ready to leave there in July. So I was more or less stuck there. And I told him like, just, especially I just told him to basically just, just leave me alone and just leave me be. And I just let it run its course because she had tried to, I, I went to talk to some people, you know, in mental health there at the time. I really didn't feel like it helped much because I basically came to the conclusion of what my problem was on my own. And then I personally felt that she, uh, my supervisor specifically said, uh, uh, if you feel like you're not mentally capable enough of, of, be, of still being in the military, um, we can get you out. And like the first thing in the back of my mind, I can just say, hell no, nah, because I already knew nine times out of ten they to try to set it up to make it look like I was crazy. And I probably couldn't get no job or buy a gun or anything like that ever again. So I just knew I just I just had to get away from her. And when I did, my last month there was pleasant. And once I left and left there and went to uh, Barksdale, life started is started a steady in uh, incline to getting better. And that November of 2013, I was able to finally just put everything past me and and kept you know I was able to keep going and you know I just learned there's a lot that I learned going through what I did I really learned that that's the first time I really learned that some of your biggest successes and greatest achievements in life come at a price and it usually come off of going through some kind of hardship making it through something that really hurts you the most. And that was, that was, the, that, that was a life lesson that I'll never forget. And even though it sucked and I still say by surviving 
those dark days that I had out there, man, I really, it really prepared me for the make it through almost anything because right now I feel like I'm, you know, just, just going through some things that I'm, some of my own personal things I'm going through right now that I feel that sucks. But even when I said after I made it through what I've made, you know, been through, like when I was in Colorado in the military, that if I make it through that, it ain't a damn thing on the planet that's going to stop me. You know, it might be some stuff that slowed me down. It may be things that, that, that hurt me a little bit, but it, it ain't nothing that we can't make it through without the grace of God, man. So if I haven't, well, I think I'm going to put some more sound clips that's related to, to this situation up towards the end. And with, and I'm gonna let you listen to those, and then, as I always say, man, just I thank you for tuning in and listening. And please, if you know anybody that's going through anything, maybe just just me just shooting from the hip with this one would just help will will help them out. So please, man, share this, put it out there, do whatever you got to do. And man, just remember take every take take a step back, take a deep breath, and just remember take one everything one day at a time, man. I catch y'all on the next one. The majority of success that I have had have come on the back end of pain. Pain helps you develop those things that is going to take you to the next level of whatever it is the Lord has for you. Believe that. I'm a living testimony of that. I have grown leaps and bounds because of the things that I've gone through. I suffer from depression. I went through it mightily in my rookie year. I've suffered through suicidal thoughts. So for those who are going through right now, there's hope. You do have hope. There is something on the other side of this.